Hello, you're listening to The First Hour Show with your host, Olivia Forker. Each week, I explore a controversial topic and give my opinions and research I have found on that topic. The burning topic of today's discussion is, drumroll please, the death penalty. This is a pretty heated topic with many supporters and many adversaries. Now, the death penalty has been used as a form of punishment all over the world, stretching as far back as the BC period. It was commonly practiced in European countries, especially under the reign of King Henry VII. It was then carried over to America with the colonists, where it has existed ever since. There has been a long history of adaptations to the death penalty, including a brief period in the 1970s where the court deemed capital punishment unconstitutional. That ruling was overturned in 1988, and the death penalty is still enacted to this date. There are many varying opinions on the death penalty, with more and more states abolishing their use of the death penalty. And while some may say the death penalty supplies a fear factor that prevents crimes, I believe that the death penalty is actually ineffective in reducing crime rates, a waste of taxpayers' money, and results in the execution of many innocent people. So let's dive on in. One of the main arguments in the support of the death penalty is that it is effective in reducing crime rates, and while it may prevent some people from committing crimes and may reduce crime rates in some instances, overall it does not have an outstanding effect on reducing the crime rates nationally. In an interview with two of my peers, Emily and Hayden, who are supporters of the use of the death penalty, they both stated that one of their main reasons they support it is because they think it prevents crime rates. Now, I looked into this and I did some research on whether there is data that supports this claim that the death penalty reduces crime rates or not, and I found surprising statistics. I found a study conducted on the comparison of homicide rates across states that enact the death penalty and those that do not, which was published on the Stanford Law Review, and showed evidence of the death penalty having opposite effects on the homicide rate. The results showed that states without the death penalty consistently had a lower homicide rate than states with the death penalty. Now, both groups followed a similar pattern with homicide rates rising and falling at certain times, but the states with the death penalty enacted consistently had a higher homicide rate. The states without the death penalty never met, never even really got close to the rate of the states with the death penalty. Now, this shows that making the assumption that the death penalty reduces crime and prevents people from committing crimes is invalid. Logically thinking, getting into the mind of the criminal, one could see how this could hold to be true. I mean, most criminals do not usually think about the punishment before they commit their crimes. Otherwise, they would not commit them. If the threat of spending their whole life in prison does not discourage them enough, then I do not think the death penalty will discourage them from committing their crimes. And while I wish the death penalty and prison would scare off criminals and prevent crime, I unfortunately do not think that is the case. And the data also shows that that is not the case. Okay, so now that we know that the death penalty is ineffective in basically doing its main purpose, Let's look at how it is financially ineffective, especially considering it doesn't even help prevent crime. 
So the death penalty is very expensive, way more expensive than a life sentence without the chance of parole. And while this may come to a shock to many, as I myself always assumed that the death penalty would be cheaper than a life sentence, you know, you wouldn't have to pay for this inmate their whole life. You just pay for the cost once and then it's done. But when you consider that most inmates on death row spend around 20 years convicted before they are executed, then it begins to make sense. The whole time those inmates are on death row, they are going through the appeals process, which is time-consuming and very costly. It results in hours of labor by the court staff and the taxpayer-funded public defenders. And as a result, it is estimated that it costs U.S. taxpayers somewhere around $50 million to $90 million more a year for the death penalty cases rather than life sentences. And according to the Death Penalty Information Center in Texas, a death penalty case costs an average of $2.3 million. Now that is about three times the cost of imprisoning someone in a single cell at high security for 40 years. Now in North Carolina, it costs $2.16 million per execution over the cost of sentencing murderers to life imprisonment. And the majority of those costs occur at the trial level. And then in Florida, enforcing the death penalty costs $51 million a year, above what it would cost to punish all first-degree murderers with life in prison without parole. And based on the 44 executions Florida had carried out since 1976, that amounts to a cost of $24 million for each execution. One may make the counterclaim that the death penalty prevents the chance of prisoners escaping and no longer makes them a threat to society. But prisoners serve no threat to society when they do not have the chance for parole. There's no chance he or she is getting out of prison and the likelihood that they will escape is slim to none. The New York Corrections officials found that since 1983, the prison escape rate has dropped tremendously. The annual total of escapees dropped from 29 in 1983 to 1 in 2013. And that's even as the state's prison population grew 75% from 30,510 to 53,550. Prison escapes are very rare, and when they do occur, they usually end up in the escapee's recapturement within a few days. So taxpayers are currently wasting their money on the death penalty when those inmates could live life behind bars for cheaper and still pose no threat to society. There are better ways to spend taxpayers' money. We have a huge pro poverty problem, education problems. There's so many more pressing issues in the world that taxpayers' money could be going towards instead of the death penalty. When you can just, that person can be punished just by being in prison that it just makes no sense financially, especially considering it doesn't, it's not helping prevent crime. It's life in prison, that sentence does the same to prevent crime rates as the death penalty does. Moving on to my last point, considering how ineffective the death penalty is both at reducing crime and financially, 
let's look at how ineffective it is morally, with how it has led to the execution of innocent people. Now, while the death penalty does usually execute guilty people, it has led to the execution of many innocent people. While we want to trust the justice system to do its job and to only convict the guilty, there are many cases where innocent people end up in prison and on death row. In many cases where innocent people are executed and then are later found exonerated from their crimes only years after their death. Now, this is especially prevalent with recent developments in technology like DNA testing. Older cases are being reviewed and more and more of the people charged and executed for the crimes are being found innocent of all charges. And one of the most well-known wrongful execution cases involves Jesse Tefero, who was convicted of murdering two police officers. There were two accomplices involved, Walter Rhodes and Sonia Jacobs. Now, Rhodes testified against the other two in exchange for a lighter sentence. But later, Rhodes admitted that he was the only party responsible for the killings. But Tefero was still put to death, even with the new evidence. And after two years of reviewing Jacob's case, she was later set free. Most people think that Tefero would have been set free if he was still alive for an appeal. And this just shows how the death penalty does not give people the chance to prove their innocence. If he would have been able to get a life sentence instead, he could have possibly fought for an appeal and would still be alive today. This is just one of the many cases that resulted in the wrongful execution of an innocent person. And according to the Death Penalty Information Center, since 1973, there have been 172 death row prisoners that have been exonerated of the charges that put them on death row. And Tefero was just one that did not get the chance to be exonerated. Overall, the death penalty has varying views, but its support is continually decreasing as more and more states are abolishing their use of it. Now, hopefully the discussion today has helped you listeners develop your own opinions on the death penalty and has made some of you realize just how ineffective the death penalty is, both in preventing crime, financially, and how inaccurate it is in the sense that many innocent people end up on death row and end up executed. The death penalty is an outdated form of punishment that is both inhumane and ineffective. We are in a revolutionary time where innovation is at its peak, yet we are still using punishments dated back to the BC times. Now I want to thank you all for tuning in to today's podcast. Next week, I will be diving in on gun control and whether it is necessary or not. See you next time.